Guardy Luke Nuggets. How are we today? I'm Lisa. Artie Lou Gay. I'm Jen. What? Oh, what did you say? I got your aim. Artie Lou Gay. Pig Latin. Oh. She's still getting one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you were talking about. Hi, everyone. I'm Amy. How was everyone's week today? How was everyone's week today? That made no sense. That made no sense. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> How was everyone's weeks today, this week? You're having such a problem with us. Uh, mine's fine. Mine's crazy busy. Jen? Yeah, crazy busy. I didn't kill anybody. So that's always Yay. a good one. Oh, congratulations. Good way to end the week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Lisa? I was actually allowed out of quarantine today for the Woo-hoo! first time in three weeks. Oh, my gosh. And it was a nice day, right? I don't know. I know. I I have no idea. And I had to go to the store. (laughs) Oh, Oh, God. So I walked and got to the bus station or bus stop. God, what is wrong with me today? Were you trying the edibles a little bit? No, I wasn't. Um, And you have, in Illinois right now, you have to wear a mask if you're out in public. So I had my mask on, of course, as usual. And the fuckwat at um, the bus stop didn't have his mask on, so I kept backing away from him, like, watching wherever he moved, sort of, like, doing, like, this whole, like, dance, as long as I was <laughs> six feet away from him. <laughs> and uh, then all the bus, all the buses in Chicago are free. Oh, isn't that nice? Because oh, you oh, have really? to get on in the back of the bus, and you can't go towards the front, towards the pay. So they're all free. So oh. it was just me and him. So he puts a mask on, but keeps his nose uncovered. Oh. And then in the store, there's like, when you first come in, this big burly, like, guy dressed like he's in SWAT with his mask on. And he's checking to make sure everyone has their masks. Oh, my God. Wow. And he's like, hello. Welcome to, you know, the store. But, he, you know, he says the name of the store, but no one will know the name outside of our areas, though. And then they made the aisles all one way. Oh. So, that's a really um, good idea. Yeah. You can, it just gets confusing because, like, you see something, you're like, oh, I need that. And then you're like, oh, I can't I have to go <laughs> all the way around. <laughs> you get road go, rage in the grocery store. <laughs> so, at one point, I did just like pop over, grab it, and come back out. Um, what if you walk backwards? Can you do that? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't try that. Try that That's next a good time. idea. Yeah, um, Nobody will know. There were a lot of people, and some people were not keeping their distance. So I was, one guy I had to tell, like, dude, you're too close to me. And he just looked at me, so I just started coughing, and he moved away. God. <laughs> Jesus. And I was like, see ya. Wouldn't want to be ya. Yeah. So, and then I came home. And in the bus ride home, I was alone. It was perfect. <laughs> I was going to say, oh, it's like your God. dream come true. And beautiful. the problem was to get off where I needed to get off would have been in the middle of the COVID test line. Mm. So I was like, um, how am I going to get off? I asked the bus driver, like, I don't want to be dropped there. And she said, no, I go, 
to the next corner and I had to just go back. But by the time I came home, I was coughing. My lungs were killing me. I was just done. Yeah. Wow. So I took a nap. Good. <laughs> As you should. Yeah. Because that's how I be. <laughs> but um, before we start our show today, how about a few words from Mouse and Weens podcast? Hi, this is Mouse and Weens, and we have the Mouse and Weens podcast. Come listen. We're a couple of sisters. It's great. <laughs> is this the Muppets? Yep. I'm a mom. I'm a kid. <laughs> I'm a mom in San Diego with a bunch of kids. I'm single and alone because I'm an adult baby. Go ahead. <laughs> She's in Hollywood. All right, listen to us. Come on. (laughs) I don't know. Go. Give some seconds. (laughs) Life, love, and pubic hair people. Come take a listen. See you later. Bye. Okay, today is episode 24, and we're going to be discussing. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) My mind went. Oh, urban myths. Yeah. Urban myths. Yeah. (laughs) Wow, my mind went blank. I do have a what the fuck, though. What the fuck? So I noticed people complaining about what's going on, but today I noticed someone complain about the fact that they have to wear a mask when they go out. Here's my thing. (laughs) Healthcare workers are wearing a mask and a face shield and all that gear, and they're wearing it for 18 hours. And then you complain because it's too hot (laughs) for what? An hour? I think you can live. Like, seriously, let's get some perspective on this. And other people complaining about that their summers are going to suck because certain concerts of irrelevant bands, I'm sure, like what, Backstreet Boys or New Kids on the Block or Dave (laughs) Matthews or whatever. Hey! Hey! (laughs) I thought I'd slip that in. I was they're not tour- <laughs> they're not touring this summer, so they're like, "Oh, my summer's gonna suck." Oh, really? Like that's the worst thing. Your how ha- your family's happy and healthy, and you're lucky. So what the fuck? Come on, yeah. just like that's not something you need to be complaining about on social media. Like say it to yourself in a room locked away, right? But, There's a lot but, of stuff I say to myself in a room. <laughs> <laughs> Same. I pace my house and just like, motherfucker. <laughs> but God, this is not something to complain. Like, bitching about the fact that in Illinois, you now have to wear a face mask. Come the fuck on. When I was just reading about different countries, other countries and how uh, in Europe that were restricting or uh, loosening their restrictions from like the, you know, the past situation that they were in and now the uh, current situation, they were saying like, oh, now you can actually go outside. Like they're like, we're letting kids outside. And I thought, oh my God. And we're sitting over here complaining Mm -hmm. about everything when they've been under extreme lockdown and everyone here freaks out about their freedoms. Get over it, people. Oh my God. I know. And you know, the weather gets nice and everybody's fucking out. And it's like, Mm -hmm. it pisses me off too, because there's a lot of these people who aren't like, they're not working at all. And, and that, and I'm grateful that I'm working and I'm not saying the people are working at home, but these are people that are quarantined and they're, they're going out of their mind and they're bored. So they're like, the weather's nice. 
I'm going to get in the car and go for like a nice leisurely drive. But then I'm stuck behind some motherfucker who's going 25 out of 40 because they got their arm out the window and they're singing songs to themselves because they're enjoying the fucking weather and I'm trying to get to fucking work. Mm-hmm. That's pissing me off. <laughs> yeah. So what the fuck? Well, Jen, I think we have decided, though, that you're always pissed off when you're driving. If there's other people on the road. Right. When I drive, <laughs> like, on, in the country, like, when I go for my drives. Right. I oh, go, wait, 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 wait. You go. You do the drive thing, though, too. But I go on roads, Lisa. Nobody else is fucking on. Yeah, and I know how you drive, so you're not going to slow other people down. No, and I will drive slow, but that's because there's nobody around me. And if a car comes up behind me, I'll either either speed up or I'll pull over so they can pass me. Right. Hmm. There you go. So, (laughs) yeah, stop complaining, people. Seriously, your life could be fucking (laughs) worse and horrible and whatever. You could be in a car with me. (laughs) (laughs) People are dying alone in hospital rooms. And you're complaining because you have to wear a mask yeah. for an hour. And there are people who are um, not going home, not seeing their kids, husbands, wives, whomever, because they're taking care of all of us sick people. So shut the fuck up. And as for your concerts, the band I read that you wanted to see, they suck anyway. So fuck you. <laughs> so um, that's my what the fuck. What the fuck? So today we're talking about urban myths. So are you ladies ready? I got no scary ones, Amy. If I read mine, I would have known if they're scary or not. I I knew you were going to be prepared. I knew it. I knew it right away. The two I sent you were not scary. No, those weren't scary. I think the the couple that I found are. But they're not scary. It's just about dead people. Creepy? Oh, I I don't know. I, I really didn't pay attention. So, Jen, would you like to go first? Sure. I am going to start with a creature from our um, a mythological urban legendary creature from our mother country, Scotland. Yay! Where we own many castles. Yeah, which wouldn't be Scotland which, without the Scott sisters. Just so you all know, you're welcome. <laughs> um, it's called a red cap. Mm-hmm. Um, also sometimes they call it a powery or a dunter or dunter. I don't know. I, if I try to do Scottish Ooh. now, it's going to come out like Dutch or something. <laughs> um, it's a murderous dwarf type of creature. I hate those. Um, kinds. and they live in the castles that are found on the border between England and Scotland. So probably some mm-hmm. of our ancestral homes. Mm-hmm. And they're probably there because of England. Like they got pissed off and were created. Maybe. But this is what they're, they're, they're said to murder travelers who stray into their homes. And hmm. once they murder them, they dye their red caps with the victim's blood, which is where they get their name. Mm-hmm. Um, but here's the thing. There has to be a lot of travelers who are straying into their homes because they have to kill regularly. Because if the blood staining on their hat starts to dry or dries out, they die. That's a lot of pressure. So who are all these people trespassing into our castles? I know. I don't know. Thank God for the red caps. (laughs) Jesus. Plus, yeah, so their hat is always wet. That can't be comfortable. No. Okay, so... They carry around really heavy iron pikes, and they wear iron shod boots. 
But despite all of that, they're supposedly like ridiculously fast. And it said that you can never outrun a red cap. Like nobody can mm. outrun a red cap. That's how fast they are. But, and here's what they look like. They're short and they're thick set. Old men. <laughs> I think I've dated something like that. With, and they have really long, like, teeth. Um, their fingers are skinny and they have, like, talons on them, like eagles. Yeah. Mm. They have big eyes that are, like, red color. Um, they have hair down to their shoulders. And then, of course, the red cap. Now, so you hear all of this and it sounds like these guys are, like, you know, murderous. You know, they're constantly killing. You know what I mean? But yeah. then there's the one tale that I found about a, a red cap was in um, the Grand Tule Castle. So that was your, your Lisa's, that, that was your summer house, right? Yes. <laughs> yes, the Grand Tule Castle. Yeah. Beautiful, um, beautiful place. And they said that the, there's one that lives in a room there and that he just um, like spreads good fortune on those who see him or hear him. Ooh. Well, I did install a a good one just because you know it's my home <laughs> i didn't want to have uh, blood dripping on my floors all the time yeah just on his head all right well that's that's the uh, red cap from scotland so wait though if the red cap is not killing does his is his cap still red maybe like when he's in the, his own little castle there he's cool and then he has to go out every time his hat starts to dry and he has to go and find and another no trespasser no, it's got to be a trespasser. <laughs> it's got to be someone who's going into their property. But he's supposed to be giving them good fortune and stuff. So who is he killing? It's very, you know, contradictory. The people, well, it the good fortune is to anyone who's coming into his castle. I appear, Apparently, like, they're more welcome because they're invited or whatever. He doesn't mind them. So in the castle, I guess. But I don't know. Any. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not buying that nice one bit. Well, all right. <laughs> Aim, what do you got? All right. So I found some that um, an article that highlighted each state's like a uh, urban myth within each state. So of course, I looked at the one for Illinois. And it says board a bus at the stop in Egypt, Illinois. And you might catch a glimpse of a vanishing man. Supposedly he died on the bus years ago and his ghost continues to relive his final moments on earth. So it says you won't know it when you see him because he'll look like a normal man. But once he'll disappear, once the bus passes under a bridge, Jen, you know what we have to do. There you go. Go on a bus <laughs> in Egypt, Illinois. You'll catch your vanishing man. So do you have any like, or people, do you have any stories of people who have seen them? Uh, no, I, Jen. I cut and pasted <laughs> into a document. <laughs> Way to pressure her. <laughs> I didn't do any research. I did not follow up. Lise, what's yours? I have this. This is about breaking up. Oh, my God. Breaking up. What is wrong? <laughs> Will a boat ride in Inko Kashira Park result in a breakup. So rumor has it that if a couple rides in a boat together in Inko Kashira Park. Before I continue, I did mine on different from different countries. So this is in um a different country. <laughs> you know what the country is, though. Yeah. Did you do Japan. any research or follow it's in up? Japan. Or- Okay. <laughs> it is in Japan. They will become overwhelmed with jealousy and break up. 
This jealousy is said to originate from Benten, the goddess of femininity, who is enshrined near the pond. But Benten, the goddess of music and art, is normally a benevolent deity. Maybe their supposed breakups are caused by something else. And right nearby that says that while looking back when crossing the Tegotsu Bridge in this place, I can't pronounce. <laughs> Come on now. You got to get it to go. Breakup. It's um, Arishiyama. That's result right. in a breakup. The story is that there's a hex on this bridge that causes lovers crossing together to break up if they look back. The origins of this legend are unclear, but may be related to the myth about nearby Horinji Temple. Every year, Horinji holds a 13-visit ceremony where boys and girls who have turned 13 visit to receive wisdom from the enshrined what the hell? Bodhisattva. It is said that if the participant looks back before they finish crossing the bridge after the ceremony, they will lose all the knowledge they have been bestowed. Perhaps this was adapted then into the lover's curse. <laughs> My others are easier to pronounce. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was fun. Okay, Jen. All right, mine. We're going down under to Australia. Woo! Do the accent. Oh God, I fucking I can't do things on the spot. Good day, mate. Yeah. yeah, don't do the accent. That was offensive. <laughs> Sorry. Um, okay, so this thing is called a drop bear. You guys ever hear of it? Mm-mm. No. It's a very large, like marsupial. So it is related to the koala, but it's huge. And its whole thing is that it supposedly drops on its prey, like literally plops <laughs> on its prey. Um, they say it's around the size of a leopard or a large dog. It has, oh, wow. Yeah. It has orange fur. It has very like powerful forearms for climbing and holding on to whatever it captures. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyways, it lives in very deeply wooded forests. So like where I would want to be living, like a closed canopy forest is never near any kind of roads or human habitation. So they, they hunt by um, ambushing ground dwelling animals from above. So they wait for like, yeah, they wait for like four hours. They'll wait up to four hours to make a surprise kill. Wow. Yeah. Oh my God. And they can drop as much. Do that. (laughs) Yeah, really. (laughs) And they can drop as much as eight meters to, um, pounce on the victim. And then once they do that, the, obviously the victim, the prey becomes stunned and then they, the drop bear will bite it on the neck until it's subdued. And then they usually will try to, if it's small enough, they'll try to haul it back up into the tree with it so that other predators can't get it. But I, you know, can you convert the eight meters to uh, <laughs> feet? No. Okay. Just no. checking. I didn't follow up like Amy. <laughs> so has no one really seen this thing or no? Um, 
actually, it seems like there was a lot of sightings. Like a lot of people say that, the, I mean, this didn't seem as much like a myth to me as like people are like, yeah. And I feel this came from the Australian Museum. And I think they have like a skeleton of something that they believe was a drop bear. Oh, that's cool. I could also be talking just out of my ass, but everybody can look it up. <laughs> um, they do say that they, they will drop on walkers. Um, and then the, the walk, you obviously like white walkers from Game of Thrones. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, they would never do that. No, but they think that the ones that are against humans are usually accidental. So I don't know if they're just like dropping out of the trees by <laughs> <laughs> like a leaf in the fall. Oops. Yeah, they're just a little <laughs> drunk or tipsy and they're like, whoa. Um, so, but this is like the, the, the whole reason I wanted to talk about the drop beer is this. So they say that if you want to something to act as a repellent for the drop beers, if you're walking through like a wooded forest or whatever, you should have forks in your hair. <laughs> I oh mean, my God. <laughs> who doesn't already have forks in their hair? Right. I mean, isn't that what you're supposed to do? Right. right. Okay. Or Vegemite or toothpaste spread behind your ears. Well, I always have Vegemite behind my ears in case I get hungry <laughs> and need a snack. Oh, you're good to go then. Good. Yeah. And then, no, you have Vegemite behind one ear and then toothpaste. So you could clean your mouth. Yeah. After the Vegemite. <laughs> right. Nice. That's not a bad gig for walking in the outback. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, that's a drop air. That's cool. Amy, there is a monster in Arkansas known as the Fouk monster or Fook monster. It's um, Arkansas's kind of spin on the legend of Sasquatch. And it's a hulking monster reportedly seven or eight feet tall, hairy. And he's been roaming around through Arkansas since 1834. By the way, he's a hairy creature. His name's not Harry. Oh, oh. I would <laughs> You know Harry. Yeah. Harry. Everybody loves Harry. <laughs> yeah. He's, so he's been around since 1834, you know, visiting the <laughs> tavern, the saloons. <laughs> Harry, what would you take? <laughs> he walks in, everybody's like, hey, Harry. Hey, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> Do they have any evidence of this? I don't know. See, this is what is my issue with like Yetis and Bigfoots. And, you know, by now they would have found skeletons and all this other stuff that's why i don't believe not if it's a creature that never dies well Ooh, this one never dies i don't know oh well, <laughs> what do you know about this creature amy <laughs> have you told us everything yet yes that's all i have okay, okay. <laughs> mine is the nine maidens of dundee oh i like this one a farmer lived with his nine beautiful daughters on a farm known as Pitement. <laughs> oh, man. Pitementon. Where, Lisa? This is Ireland. Ooh, my next one. After busy day. Actually, is this Ireland? Oh, Lord. Um, I think um, Dundee is Scotland. Oh, maybe Dundee is Scotland, but maybe Ireland has a Dundee? Isn't there a Dundee, Illinois? Yeah. Maybe it's, yeah. it's not spelled this way. All mine are um, not American. No, they're all out of the country. <laughs> Me too. I think it's Scotland. Okay, so this is Scotland. Um, <laughs> after a busy day at work, the farmer sent his eldest daughter to gather water from a nearby well. 
And when she failed to return, he sent his second oldest daughter and so on and so on. Oh, no. (laughs) Then they all failed. I'm sorry, but wouldn't you get to three and be like, you know what? (laughs) Something's not right. (laughs) Maybe I should go. After they all had failed to come back, he finally (laughs) decided to go investigate. So great set of balls there, man. Yeah, what the fuck? Only to find the slain bodies of all nine lovely daughters thrown across the ground by the well. Coiled around their battered bodies, basking in the blood of the innocent victims. The father was aghast to see a huge serpent-like dragon. Ooh, cool. Fearing he was about to become the tenth victim of the evening, he fled like a bitch, to call his neighbors who returned with armed weapons to slay the beast. Perhaps sensing that it was no match for the Bane mob, the dragon attempted to make an escape, but a young man named Martin caught up with it, using only a wooden club. Isn't Martin Harry's roommate? (laughs) Yes, yes. They were college roommates. <laughs> he beat the dragon, eventually slaying it as the crowd yelled, Strike, Martin! Oh. <laughs> the place where the dragon was defeated was named Strike Martin and ah. was subsequently then named Strath Martin, a name which lives on in the name, which that, quite, that sentence has so many names yes. words in it. <laughs> name words. <laughs> In the name, oh, sorry, I there's more. A name which lives on in the name of a school and a street in Dundee. Martin Stone stands alone in a field one mile north of the village of Bridgefoot, previously known as Kirkton of Smart Martin, Straith Martin, itself now northern fringes of Dundee. What do you mean he stands in the middle of a field? It's a stone that marks where this happened. Oh, okay. So if you walk down the city's high street, you'll come face to face with the statue of the dragon now. Ooh, neat. Cool. I love dragons best. Okay, Jen, Jen. All right. This one is my new favorite thing in the whole world. I read about this and I was like, this is the coolest shit I've ever heard. All right. It is also from Ireland and it's about an Irish fairy, which... It's, you know, it makes you think like, oh, that's going to be really cute. Wait till you hear this shit. I mean, I'm not kidding. (laughs) All right. It's also, this Irish fairy is also known as the Headless Horseman. That's pretty big for a fairy. It's not like a banshee. It doesn't go, like, pursue specific families. It is, its call is a summoning of the soul of a dying person rather than a death warning. So it's already somebody who's dying or is instead of like a warning, I guess, which is what a banshee does. I don't know. Okay. So around midnight usually, and it's usually during Irish festivals or like feast days, um, they ride a dark horse across the countryside and they're holding their head in their hand. Okay. The people? (laughs) The the headless horseman, as he's riding, he holds his head in his hand. Okay. And it will stop before like a door of a house and it'll shout the name of the person who's about to die. And that's, oh my God. Yeah. And that's the, uh, that's its way of like drawing the sore, the soul out. Oh, but this is the coolest shit. If you watch from your windows and see him pass, then you get like, he throws like a basin of blood in your face or you will become blind in one eye. Okay, but what if the windows close? Uh, then I guess your windows really 
bloody. All right. It here's the thing though. It can't say much. It it's only permitted to say to speak only one time, and it can only okay. say the name of the person who's about to die. Huh. And it uses its head to see across distances. Okay. And here's what it looks like. <laughs> okay. So it has no head, right? But it carries it with him when he's riding and he carries it in his hand, like raised up. It's the color of like moldy cheese, his head, but it's really? very smooth. He, it has a grin like the Jokers where it goes from the side to side. Like it's just a big, wide, creepy grin. Amy, are you okay? Yeah. Yes, I'm okay. Aww. I'm not listening. No. And- <laughs> I know you, you don't usually, um, <laughs> it has, his eyes are really small. They're black and they dart around the head glows like decaying matter, which Lisa, you would know what that's like, right? Yeah. I have a lot in my house right now. <laughs> so decaying matter glows, right? Apparently. Um, I have never heard that. It says it glows with the phosphorus of decaying matter, not, um, humans. And it uses that as a lantern because his head glows. Oh, that is cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. That is creepy. So yeah, it's on the it's on this black horse, okay, that it rides through the streets. And you know what it uses as a whip? Oh, wait, 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 wait. The intestines of his victim. Oh my god, you're so close. It uses a human spine. Is that Ooh. <laughs> That is cool. And the horse has Sparks and flames that comes out of it nostrils as it charges. Oh, that that would be cool. Mm-hmm. Now there I'd are like places where they say the Dullahan drives a coach instead of it riding a horse, and that it has six black horses that are pulling the coach. Mm-hmm. Um, that's another legend, uh, and that no matter what, all the gates open to this rider, no matter how much they are locked, it always lets this rider come in. So the oh. way to to avoid the Dullahan, they say, is on nights of because you don't want you know blood being thrown in your face or to become blind in one eye. So the way to you know stay away from this is to stay at home on the Irish feast or festival days. Which who's going to do that, right? I mean, that's when what well, we can do that now. We can, yeah, <laughs> um, with your curtains drawn, so you know you don't accidentally get a look. Mm-hmm. If you have to be out, that you should keep a gold object close at hand. Mm-hmm. Anything made of gold frightens him away. They have some really? sort of weird, yeah, they have some sort of weird fear supposedly of metal. So protect yourself with a little gold and then that would help. And that is the Dullahan from Ireland. 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 Nicely done. Aim. All right. So this is one of the ones Lisa gave me. Um, so in Hungary, wait, wait, can I have something? Why did Lisa have to give you anything? <laughs> she was because so I have been extremely oh, okay. crazy, insane. And when I spoke to her yeah, yesterday, she said, "Did you get this d- done? Did you get your homework done?" And I said, "No, I didn't." I've been but then really I did. To it insane. Do you have to work when you're at home at night? Um, actually, last night I did. Bam! Darn it! Fine. <laughs> <laughs> I will start just doing all the research and sending it out to you guys. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. Go ahead. Um, so this is in Hungary. Cool. So back in the first half of the 20th century, obviously you couldn't be, you know, PDA wasn't looked upon with favor. Mm-hmm. Is that a cliche? Like, is that the right phrase? Um, I would the right say word? so. Okay. It is now. 
Sure. Um, so even holding hands was like not considered okay. Like that was, that was crazy and racy. So Ooh. what people would do, especially the young people, is they would go to the theater. Of course, we all know what can happen at the theater in um, the dark. Uh-huh. And mm-hmm. so they would all get a little bit, you know, touchy-feely Saucy. with each other. Mm-hmm. But then, so what would happen with the guards and the owners of the theaters kind of knew what was going on, right? So they would ring a bell a few minutes before the film would end. And the lights would come back on so that couples could get their distance and get their clothes back on before <laughs> the lights came on. Oh, my God. You're kidding. But this is that I'm wondering. I'm wondering if um, there are theaters that still like I wonder if in Hungary there's like something in the theater system where they like a bell rings. So I don't know. I love that one. That's a good one. It's cute. So mine is based on someone we're related to. It's about Robert the Bruce and the spider. So it's also going to talk about our castle in Scotland. Oh, perfect. Yeah. So Robert the Bruce, who we're related to, um, is <laughs> well is known. Bruce again? Robert the Bruce was, he actually helped with William, William Wallace's fight for freedom. And um, then he, due to his father, betrayed him. But Afterwards, he felt so guilty when William Wallace was captured that he went and started fighting for the freedom of Scotland for its independence from England again and later became king of Scotland. Okay. So Robert the Bruce, who we're related to, is well known in Scotland (laughs) and across the world due to the part he played in the wars of Scottish independence and in films such as The Outlaw King and Braveheart, of course. Um, he was born in 1274 at Lochmaben Castle, which is ours because we're related to him, right. <laughs> where he was knight and overlord. House. Yes, he was knight and overlord of Annandale. Doesn't that sound awesome? Yes, it does. Sounds like something from and, Lord of the Rings. I know. Yeah. We're going to travel through Annandale and then go to Mordor. In 1306, he was crowned King of Scotland and subsequently tried to free Scotland from the English enemy, bah, England, after being defeated in the Battle of 1306 by the Earl of Pembroke, who I'm sure we're related to as well. <laughs> Probably. At Methven, Robert the Bruce went into hiding, supposedly in the Western Isles, and he resided in a cave for three months. At the lowest point of his life and struggling to come up with a plan about what to do next and contemplating leaving the country, never to return. You know, he was like, I don't know if this is where I want to be. They're not really liking me here. And I'm <laughs> on the, I'm <laughs> hiding in a cave. However, while Robert the Bruce was waiting, legend has it that he watched a spider building a web in the entrance of the cave. And the typically Stormy Scottish weather, not one to disappoint, made the tiger, the tiger. (laughs) 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 Made the spider's task difficult (laughs) as droplet after droplet destroyed the creature's intricate work. And if anyone can find a tiger that makes webs, please let me know. (laughs) I feel like Trademark. this would be a different story if that was a tiger instead of a spider in that cave. <laughs> <laughs> 
finally the tiger oh my god <laughs> <laughs> finally the spider against all odds phil collins who i'm sure we're related to <laughs> succeeded with his web <laughs> and Robert the Bruce was inspired by the efforts of the spider, so he decided to get up and face another fight. He later told his men, if at first you don't succeed, try and try and try again, which is a phrase still used to this day. Thanks oh my to God. a spider. Thanks to us. Yeah. If you think about it. <laughs> <laughs> so what's the urban legend that he watched the spider? Yeah, he just sat there for three months watching the fucking spider work its ass off and having the rain destroy it over and over and over again, but it kept going and it kept going. I don't think he knew that that's what spiders have to do. Like, Yeah, like that's just their daily life, man. Right. But he didn't know, you know, he's just a guy uh -huh. who, and uh, he didn't watch Animal Planet, had no idea. <laughs> so, yeah. That's very cool. Spiders are awesome. Not a fan. Oh, I love them. Love. Okay, Jen Jen. Okay, this is called the banana well, no, no, let me try that again. <laughs> the banana what? <laughs> Penangolin. The Penangolin. Okay. okay. All right. Okay. No, um, the Penangolin is from Malaysia. Okay. This is a creature mm -hmm. that is a legend in Malaysia folklore. Um, in the daytime, she's a normal human woman. Like you, like me. Then like nighttime comes, her head detaches along with the innards. Like okay, we can intestines. hook her up with so the fairy. So just her head with her intestines hanging out of her head, okay? <laughs> That's what I want you to picture right now. That's it. No legs, no arms, no torso. A head, innards. Okay. And at night, so when she turns into this head with intestines dangling from it, she flies off. Okay, searching for prey. You <laughs> okay, know, what? imagine the sound. Imagine the sound <laughs> of the innards flapping <laughs> mid-flight. Just say, <laughs> it's gotta be constantly smacking her in the face and shit. We're <laughs> getting tangled up. It's like, what happened to you? Oh, it's the innards. So it. This is what it. This is what it loves to eat: the blood of a woman giving birth. Wow. Okay. Mm. it'll wait on the roof of a house next door until the birth is taking place. So it doesn't just, yeah, it waits until the actual moment is happening. Mm -hmm. And then it, it extends a very long, very long, <laughs> but invisible tongue. Okay. Into okay. <laughs> the house of the woman giving birth. We're it, someone like that starts to lap up the blood that's being spilt. So no one knows. No one knows, but here's the here's the deal. The victim whose blood she was lapping up will eventually contract a disease and die shortly thereafter. I would think with an invisible tongue lapping at you, you might Well, maybe it's lapping on the pools of blood outside of her though. Does the blood tongue ever make contact with the body? That's my question. <laughs> Contact with the human? I don't know. Um, before dawn, though, the the head and the innards have to go back to the body. <laughs> and then it goes throughout the day like a regular human being. So seriously, I could be doing this and you guys wouldn't even know. I knew it. Amy's I'm just, like, I'm glad I'm I didn't saying. have kids. 
So some people say that this is a beautiful woman who um, they got their good looks from a, a like a demonic pact they made. Some say it's mm. a, a curse from the devil. And some say it's a, um, a midwife who, um, this one's interesting, who broke a pact with Satan to not eat meat for 40 days. I don't know what they <laughs> have to do with anything. Okay. And then... And then some people say that this is a um, is the soul of a woman who died during childbirth. But here's the thing, though. She's like walking around like a human during the day and then just detaching the, her body. I don't know why. Maybe she could fly easier. I don't know. More aerodynamic. I don't know. But um, <laughs> the one way they say you could protect yourself is if you wrap thorny vines around the perimeter of your house, the entrails will become tangled up. <laughs> In the thorny oh vines, and they're very afraid of scissors, which <laughs> you can understand why. So, if you carry gold, <laughs> gold scissors around, you'd be protected from both creatures, from both of the headless things. Yeah, yeah, lot, yeah that's right. Two headless things. Mm, so you a should theme. make that's that's our that's our new best next product is we're gonna sell gold scissors in Ireland. Trademark. Mm-hmm. All right, gold scissors in Ireland. Yes, damn. Okay, aim. All right. So this is also in Hungary in Budapest. Oh, cool. There is a expensive, really, 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 really old heart uh, high end cafe called Gerbo. Gerbo. I'm sure I'm not pronouncing that right um that's been there since the 19th century and it's where like the upper class citizens kind of always congregated so a lot of them were single older ladies who were rich and um but they were kind of lonely so they were looking for some uh young men to entertain them and but you couldn't in that circle like those social circles you couldn't really walk up to young men and like hit them up because that's not hit on them reputation wise you're going to ruin yourself so they had to give the young guys a sign to let them know they're interested and so what happened though is that there were like a ton of different signs you can put out so one of them could be putting the fork or the spoon upside down some people claimed as when you ordered mineral water with gas or the specialty of the house with so gas? there was kind of like <laughs> yeah with gas bubbles it's a oh, I was like, I have mineral water and farts, please. <laughs> and then give really that look. Guess, so. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I so every woman in here would love me. <laughs> wait, 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 I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I want really bad gas so I can <laughs> fart out Morse code to signal to the young man. <laughs> that I want to get down with him tonight. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, it was the young guys who had to put out the sign to let them know that they're interested. So oh, it was the guy oh. Okay. Yes. So the older women would look around and know who was up for a little fun. So sometimes the ladies would go, you know, right away and went and went for it. But then other times yeah. they if the guy was a little uh hesitant, they'd pay him. Oh. Oh. There's a word for that. <laughs> Gigolo. <laughs> that word is prostitution, Jennifer. <laughs> prostitution. The capital P. Rhymes with constitution. No, I'm thinking of the music man, remember? It's like pool yeah. with a capital P that rhymes with T or what I don't know. What no. Anyways. No. No. Not. <laughs> At least so mine is the moving 
the moving mother of balance spittle. Oh, I love this one. <laughs> it's from Ireland. So Ireland. in late, and this is more recent, in late July of 1985, something was happening in the village of balance spittle, oh, wow. County Cork, because traveling home one evening, a local claimed to have seen a roadside statue of the Virgin Mary move on its own accord. Roadside statue, though. What's going on there? I don't know. Statue of the Virgin Mary. But this e this story would have been easy to disregard as a trick of the light, except countless other Ballinspittle inhabitants as well as people all over Ireland. Ireland. Not the island. Well, it is. <laughs> Ireland. All over Ireland began to come forward with similar stories over the following week. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Can you do the rest of it in an Irish accent? <laughs> I'll try. People from home and abroad <laughs> flocked to the 30 sites. 30 sites? What the hell? Wow. People from home and abroad flocked to the 30 sites where the divine activity seemed to be occurring, with up to 100,000 said to have visited... <laughs> <laughs> Balance spittle alone. The Catholic Church was uncertain of the legitimacy of this case. With one bishop outright calling the phenomenon an illusion. <laughs> but who could say for certain what was happening? According to a team of psychologists from the University College Cork, the vision was a result of staring at a stationary object during the transient light of dusk. Anthropologist Peter Mullen, Mulholland. <laughs> that, that the visions of the Virgin Mary in Irish culture is the result of population's relationship with religion and childhood. Huh. However, the truth is anyone's best guess, and there are plenty who believe that the Mother of God truly did appear all over Ireland between July and August of 1985. In fact, the phenomenon spurred on the creation of several so-called cults. Because <laughs> that's what... The Virgin Mary is all about cults <laughs> dedicated to remembering this happening with one gaining members as far out as Russia. Many of these cults are still active today. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. And that was just a couple of months of her appearing one year. Yeah. 1985. And everyone's got fucked up since then. So what did you guys think of all of our um, urban legends? Why can't I remember? <laughs> I think they're all really fucking a, a way ton more cooler than reality is. So. A way ton more cooler. Cooler. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look, okay. I stopped thinking at five o'clock today. So. <laughs> and I'm not going to think again till Monday at eight. <laughs> I 100% agree with you, uh, <laughs> and I <laughs> feel the same exact way. I thought it was so, interesting to hear the different ones from different countries and states because it shows their um, beliefs in a way, too. Like, their traditions mm -hmm. are based on this, just like ours are. Yeah. Right. You know, so I think it's sort of cool that every country has their own. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I believe in all of them. I mean, I believe every single fucking one of them. So I've read a book that kind of each chapter was different myths from different um, countries, which would have been great to have, except for the fact that it's at 
work in a desk drawer. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure when I'll see it again. Um, But what was really interesting is how many similarities there are across the, uh, like uh, all across the world with all these different stories and legends and myths and everything. There are so many uh, similarities, which I find interesting because sometimes they're like, they're not even near each other. Like mm-hmm. it's it's so far back that you're like, how did you like? There's no way of talking, so it makes you wonder. Right? Yeah. yeah, it makes you realize that people are crazy at all times of the year and in all different countries at all times <laughs> in the <laughs> span of life. Or they're smarter than everybody else. Well, I don't believe in these things, so oh. maybe. But thank you all um, for joining <laughs> on this adventure. And um, you can reach us at mama never told us at gmail.com, or you can look at all of our social media links at linktr.ee forward slash mama never told us. But thank you thank for you joining us, and I hope you all stay safe. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.